Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hopwood, you know, I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along once again to the Noel Concord Odyssey. We're looking at a 1989 BBC One Sunday afternoon special event where Noel Edmonds uh, clambered aboard Concord and crossed the Atlantic in the way that only he can. Mm. Um, so we're on, fuck knows, episode four or something by now? I don't know. But we're up to... Um, yeah, the takeoff. Concord's just took off. We had uh, it taxiing along the um, what you call it runway. Runway, yeah. She's Noel taxiing across the, the tarmac. <clears throat> yeah, Noel wouldn't have um, stumbled over the word runway. No, in the way that I did. That's the difference between me and him, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so the takeoff, um, uh, all taxi, aviation words trip off his tongue. He's fl- he's fluent in aviation. Yeah, of course he is. If you if you cut him, he bleeds um, airplane fuel. Um, the takeoff itself, he promised us. What was it he said? He promised us prepare yourself for a sequence of events which are unlike any other flying experience. And then it just showed the plane taking off, and it was quite normal, mm. which was a shame, really. But I don't know what we expected. Maybe we're, the hindsight is telling us something there. It maybe did look spectacular in 1989, but now it's just that plane taking off. We've seen it so many times before. Um, but there's something you mentioned comes next, which was the noise abatement procedure. Yeah. Which he's very into. They're all really um, into this, and I feel this is another example of where they've hyped stuff up, like in terms of the the mm-hmm. dialogue that goes on. They've had to Noel and his producers have had to encourage the start, the pilots and the crew to make more mm-hmm. of a song and dance about things that you just know ordinarily would have almost been done wordlessly. So they explain yeah. the noise abatement system and how there's a specific time they have to. Um, uh, uh, activate it and they have a mm. phrase which is in my top three favourite bits of this whole show where he mm. goes 
this is uh, and at this moment they know it's time to activate the system and like the co-pilot says three two one noise (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt idea yeah three two one noise and i'm like listening thinking that's not a real thing that you usually say that's been invented. No, Noel's come up and go, when you activate the noise abatement system, how do you notify each other and do it? And they go, well, to be honest, Noel, we just do it. It's just one of those things. It's as normal as, like, you know, engaging first gear. You don't... T- but, yeah, that's not going to work. The, maybe, we, the, the viewers at home maybe, need maybe to spell... <laughs> maybe sometime I'll just say noise to Chris just to make sure he's done it and he'll do it. <laughs> no, that's, that's no, not going to fly. Still, you know I mean? It's still not enough. You've got to understand, the average television... Uh, Average television viewer is like a fucking lobotomized imbecile, right? Yeah, they're fucking average slack jawed yokel. You tune into this shit, you're gonna fucking spoon feed them everything because they've got they haven't got a fucking clue what's happening. Here's what you're gonna <laughs> say I'm gonna write it down for you so you don't forget. Three, two, one. Have you seen Thunderbirds? That's the vibe we're going for here. Tracy Island shit. Three, two, one, noise. They'll like that, the idiots at home. They'll be clapping like fucking seals in a circus show. <laughs> well, okay, Noel. You're you're the expert, I suppose, Noel. Yes, I fucking am. Now do it. Three, two, one. Let's re- let's practice it. Because I know what you people are like. You'll probably fuck it up once we're recording. Come on. We're going to get one crack at it. After me. Three, I don't want to make you fucking turn the fucking played around and retake off again because you fucked it. Say it after me. Three, two, one, noise. That's it. Space it out a bit more, though. And, yeah, we should be good. Yeah. No, actually, if you do fuck it up, it's not a problem. We'll just get you to say it again. Just flick one of the other switches. One of the meaningless ones. Make it look like you're doing the noise. Half of these don't do fuck all anyway. They're, for cos- they're cosmetic, aren't they? Well, actually, no, no. Shut up. You're all starting to annoy me now. You know what? I'm going to have to go for a fucking lie down. Land Look, the plane for I a fly moment. Helicopters. I fly helicopters and we've got basically seven switches. And this <laughs> is the same. It's no different. It's still a flying article. It's actually much less complicated than a helicopter. <clears throat> if you can fly a helicopter, you can fly fucking anything. If helicopters go forwards, backwards, up, down, all sorts. These <laughs> things just go straight ahead to America. In the helicopter world, we call aeroplanes... <clears throat> Helicopters for pussies. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to offend you, because I know you're a professional. <laughs> so the captain... I'm um, sorry, my mouth's running away with me. I just, I am a bit annoyed. You've annoyed me. It's the, the whole day, so I sorry. get like this. I probably need to eat something. I tell you what, find a field, land the plane. Um, we'll get some food rustled up from fucking somewhere. I'm not eating the shit you serve up on this plane. Um, and then uh, we'll, I'll have a, I'll have a nap. And once I'm good and ready, we'll take off again and, and start and recommence filming. Is that going to be okay? <laughs> not really, no. We can't just land Concorde in a field. It's not a helicopter. Of course you can. <laughs> fucking land it on a golf course. The last thing any of us needs is a hangry knoll. There's that bit when I interviewed him and I asked him what he ate, which I always like to ask anyone I interview, but particularly Noel, because he's got, you know, he's so buff and lithe, isn't he? Mm. What does he uh, eat? Seeds? 
I said to him, what do you eat? And he was like, what are you talking about? Sort of annoyed by the question. Well, come on, you must eat. I just eat normal food. I said, well, hang on a minute. No, like, that can't be true. You're in a tremendous shape. And he said that his, his, his girlfriend, who he was like, kept going on about, he said, you know, she when we're filming, she might bring me something special on set. And I said, like what? He goes, well, it might be a nice bit of chicken and salad. The thing is, I have to eat something fresh. I'm not, it's better than eating a, a fucking sandwich from MS that's probably full of cancer. <laughs> and I couldn't put that in. I did put it in because it was such a funny quote to claim that a supermarket bought sandwich was full of cancer. <laughs> what flavour do you want? Oh, just get me anything. Uh, cheese and pickle, cancer, whatever they've got. But obviously, the lawyers at the Guardian were like, "If we say yeah. that the the sandwiches at M and S are full of cancer, M and S may take exception to that." Yeah, yeah, it's understandable. Oh man, better than a sandwich a with a cancer. We need to do a deep dive of that interview one day. You know what I'll do? I'm going to dig out the actual original recording because it was a long night and a long interview. And actually, the article was... It was quite a long article. It was about, like, say, 3,000 words. But that wasn't nearly enough for everything that was going on. Plus, what you get is you get a better sense of the null play, which I couldn't really capture in print. You have to see it. But it wasn't filmed. But at least if you hear it, you get more of a sense of the null play that's happening. (laughs) Over dinner in Edinburgh. Are we going to make that public? Are we allowed to do that? I'll send it to you for your assessment. <laughs> and then... All right, I'm we'll, the legal team now. Well, okay. I'll send it for your assessment and then we'll discuss what we might do. We could maybe <clears> turn it into small sound bites that we tease out as little stings in podcasts. Yeah. yeah. Or could get it animated. <laughs> oh, can in town then. Not a bad idea. Uh, I mean, yeah, Noel's in a, yeah. Noel is now in a compound in um, New Zealand. He's effectively mm. withdrawn from public life, so he, I don't know yeah, whether he'd get legal yeah. with me or not. That's the problem. Maybe we've got to wait till after he's... You know um, what? He might like the idea we make an animated series of Noel, because then he doesn't I'm have to get sure up and would. come into a fucking television studio, but his yeah, legacy but it, survives. Yeah. yeah, he's not going to want to be involved in anything. He hasn't got full control of, though, has he? That's true. <laughs> well, let's make a pilot... Send it to him via his people <laughs> and just see what he says. What's this? Yeah, I uh, remember a guy called Sam Delaney interviewed you for The Guardian. That cunt! What does he want? What's he, what rocks he fucking cl- crawled back out from under? <laughs> He's taken the audio recordings of your interview and with his friend they make a podcast and they've commissioned an animation of the whole thing. <laughs> fucking hell! I'm surprised he's still alive. He looked like me. He looked to me like a classic fucking sandwich eater. <laughs> I thought look, he'd be look. dead by now. Ring the lawyer and just tell him Defcon won. <laughs> Believe me. Take this Delaney out. This is not the first time some fucking some fucking gobshite has attempted to animate my life. And it probably won't be the last. <laughs> but let's just say that my lawyers are completely abreast. There's a template for dealing with exactly this procedure. sort of situation. Yeah. There are protocols around this. Someone's tried to animate me without my consent. Activate the protocol. <laughs> Think about it. You never saw me on spinning image, did you? No, exactly. <laughs> well, there's a fucking Wogan, the idiot. 
Never had the right legal representation. <laughs> they made a fucking idiot out of him talking about his toupee non-stop. <laughs> Wouldn't catch me napping. They called him napping. They won't catch Noli napping. That's what they used to say in the industry. You can't catch Noli napping. And they're right. No, I've been in this Noli business sleeps 50, with one eye open. 50 years and I've never been caught napping once. <laughs> fucking hell. Um... So the noise of bit of procedure happens. And then the captain, John Hutchinson, he says, uh, yes, we're flying out at uh, 250 knots. I don't know what that is. Knots. That's a fucking no nautical term. Just give us it in fucking miles an hour, mate, that we yeah, understand. God's sake. I don't know what a knot is. How many knots is in a mile or whatever? Fucking hell. And then he says, then the captain says, he's talking us through the kind of takeoff procedure. They've just they've just took took off. They're in the air. Mm. He says, and I know we uh, we keep a lookout for any other traffic that there may be around. What? I thought there was like, you know, air traffic control and everything, and everybody knew yeah, where everybody I didn't, was. I didn't think you had to actually look. That's really like, stressful. Yeah. Oh my god, there's a helicopter. Fuck, get out the way. Is he gonna move? Is he gonna go left? Am I gonna go right? I don't know. They might both go left and they'd fucking hit each other. Yeah. Uh, maybe he just means ducks. I don't know. Um, yeah. Well, I don't think they're bothered. I, I, I would be interested to know. I can't remember if we've got any pilots who listen. I'm sure we must do. Um, of course we the, do. If there is a, a protocol or a culture amongst commercial airline pilots when it comes to birds, I reckon that ever, that you don't swerve ever for a bird. You That's just all have fair to, game, I think. They're just collateral yeah. damage. Yeah. Um, didn't we have some correspondence from a train driver who once told us he ploughed into a swan once? <laughs> no, I can't can remember do. that. We better look back. I, I know the bloke you're on about, but, well, I, unless you've got more than one train driver. We've, this might have been a different train driver, actually. Okay. <clears throat> but I think, yeah, I think, because um, I, I was tweeting about I was stuck on a train that had stopped because there was a swan on the line. Well, and he boasted, well, he if that said, had been uh, me, I'd have ploughed through the cunt. What kind of amateur have yeah, you well, got running today's trains? He, he must have seen it well in advance and been able to slow down because, you know, if they just jump out in front of you, all you can do is hit them. <laughs> Which is fair enough, you know. You've got no choice. Even though they belong to the Queen or the King, as he is now. Yeah, the Queen would have been bothered. The King's probably mm-hmm. like, what? The Queen would have, a, have been alerted, I a, think, if a swan a, had been... A swan's been killed. killed by Trim. I, why are you bringing me this shit? Uh, uh, bloody swan's been killed. Why do you keep telling me this? I've got other matters. I've got much more important matters. fucking hundreds of them, isn't there? Was it my tell ma- me when we're down to the... When we're down to the last 15, tell me then. Yeah, Otherwise your, I'm your mother, sir, insisted on always being kept abreast of any swan deaths, and she, yes, she, well. she, she enjoyed punishing... The uh, culprits to the very limits of the law. Well, that was mummy. She's a fucking psychopath. If I if I, I had to go around trying to hang every country who'd ever ploughed through a fucking swan, I'd never have time for my other business and admin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the soap awards tonight. I haven't even finished my fucking speech yet. <laughs> the kebab awards on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> All the top stars do that. I got me and Camilla are doing a new podcast. Yep, where we deep we deep dive episodes of, of the Crown. I've got my blog to update. Fuck's sake! That that boy of mine seems to have done all right with his other his extracurricular activities. So I'm gonna get a podcast and a book and everything now. 
<laughs> Sounds like fun. He's making a fucking packet. I'm fed <laughs> up of the biscuit game as well. It's a fucking mugs game. Those luxury biscuits I was peddling. Cost of living crisis, no fuckers buying them anymore. Not even the cunts at Saints and Waitrose. They're all buying fucking hobnobs again. I get it out. I tell you what, I'm getting out of that fucking biscuit game as soon as I can. I'll sell it to some fucking cunt who'll be sucked in by the branding. Fucking McVitie's have got all of the all of the biscuits. They've fucking retro engineered them, worked out what's in them, put their own out half the uh, price. Those cunts have got fucking. a stranglehold on the business, on the market. <laughs> I tell you what I should have got into when I had the fucking chance. That's the originals milk. Fucking, it was the one thing I didn't do. I did the fucking eggs. I did the biscuits. I never did the fucking milk. And the milk's where the fucking money is. And I fucking missed my chance. (laughs) Not this again, darling. I'm fucking telling you, Camilla. The biggest mistake of my fucking life was not getting in on the milk game when I could. (laughs) Luxury fucking milk. It's all the fucking same. I, you pump it out in Dutch original bottles, you can charge a fucking 80% markup on the stuff. <laughs> Plus, they can start doing all that hippie milk as well, all the oat and soy and all that shit. You know, for all, all my the, fans are in all, all that the shit. cunts. <laughs> your fans? Yes, yeah. I've got fans. Of course, I've got fucking fans. I'd put myself on that fucking cameo app. Fucking about <laughs> fucking 100 messages a day I'm having to record on my phone. Hey, this, hey. You know what? They switch the cut off. Seventy quid a fucking message. That's a lot of money if you can fucking squeeze in a few of them a day. Do the fucking subs, darling. Do the subs. I could have done for more. I could have done for less. I did it just in the middle. Seventeen because that attracts more. (laughs) I'm doing. I'm doing quantity as well as quality. You see. (laughs) Jalapeno. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jalapeño. Uh, how possible is it going to be for me to drive a train straight into McVitie's HQ? Can we make that happen? <laughs> You're going to have to divert the track so it goes directly in and. If they ask why the track has been built directly aimed at them, we'll cover it up. We'll blame it on immigrants. We'll, see, we'll, 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 we'll do one of those coded message warnings like the IRA used to do before we go in. <laughs> I don't want there to be any unnecessary... Uh, Just make sure there's no fucking children in that biscuit factory. 
<laughs> Anyone over the age of 12 is fair game. But I don't want to fucking... I can't deal with the press if I plough through a load of children. You know, they might be doing a school tour or something like that. That's the last thing I fucking need. <laughs> obliterate a fucking... Obliterate a class of fucking year twoers. Just as they're having to look at how the chocolate gets spread on a fucking hop knob by a big machine. Last thing they need is a fucking train... A one, two, five plowing into them. <laughs> Because I tell you this, they're not fucking coming back from that. <laughs> no cunt will be. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, oh, God. Um, how did we get up to that? <laughs> yeah, flying at the ducks. Yeah, you said that a train driver had got in touch and said a train had driven into a swan. (laughs) Ah, fuck it. Uh, Dear Andy and Sam, love the podcast. Really enjoy listening to it every day. Just thought I'd get in touch to say I am a train driver and I once drove my train into a swan. Anyway, TTFN, P.S. I have an ice cube in my mouth. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying that as a joke, but that's literally the sort of emails we get every fucking day. I'm just seeing if I can find. Oh man, it's about to find the email. Oh, I've just put in train and swan, and there's nothing in the email. They've got two email accounts though, so you know. Uh, no, nothing. Must have imagined it. <laughs> oh, it came through on a different, uh, different outlet. Never mind. Um, <laughs> oh God! Right, where are we? Uh, yeah, so. The captain says to uh, one of the crew, uh, he says, can we have Compton set up on my side, please? And then there's a voiceover from Noel that says, Compton is the name of a radio navigation beacon. <laughs> yeah. And it's almost like, you wouldn't know that. You wouldn't know that because you're, you don't know about planes. I know all about planes. That's why I've just told you uh, who it is. You fucking plebs you probably haven't been though. on a plane unless it's some fucking shitbag DC-10 to take you to Torremolinos once a year. You've... You've just sat there in your fucking seat, haven't you? Eating your fucking peanuts and drinking your pop. In your looking out the window, being a bit in, scared. In your nylon clothing. <laughs> Watching the rain. Wondering if you're going to get sunburned on the first day or not. Wondering if what the food will be like, if they really get egg and chips, wherever <laughs> you're staying. Instead of having to eat fucking paella. Pathetic. plebs. <laughs> You don't anyway, even deserve Compton to be looking at us on Concord with your cheap eyes. <laughs> <laughs> your cheap plebeian eyes. You can't get to fucking America. <laughs> Fuck you. And if you did, as soon as you got off the plane, you'd collapse. You'd saw your pants and start crying because you were so far <laughs> out of your fucking comfort zone. <laughs> you unsophisticated fucking moron. Stay in your fucking lane, cunts. <laughs> Watch and learn. Don't try to do. Uh, yeah. Uh, can we have Compton set up on my side, please? Um, that's a good bit there when the nose comes up on the plane. Oh, I forgot about um, that. Because that's one of the Concord's best things, isn't it? It's movable it nose. Comes up. 
and and the, an extra set of windows comes up as well to yeah. kind of accommodate it. It's mad, and it's all streamlined for supersonic flight. Um, they decrease the sound level on the flight deck. Um, supersonic, of course, was Sid Little's nickname. If you remember that, Sid Little. That was Sid Little. Eddie, Eddie Large used to call him Supersonic. Really? Oh, what? Because he said yeah. he looked like him. Well, I don't know because he, he looked like Concord. The complete opposite of anything <laughs> Supersonic. By the way, the mate, super, uh, did you see that tweet what? that someone did? That there's this super cup going round of Scylla Black doing her thank you to the yes. guests at the end of Surprise, Surprise. Yes. And they've super cut them all together. Yeah. And she basically names every... Yeah. It, it's What it does is it take Last week, there was a viral of the closing episode of Noel's House Party in something like 1992 or something. And it had yeah. what we thought was pretty much every figure from light en- television, light entertainment at the time, mm. all doing a song and dance routine at Crinkly Bottom. And we thought that could never be beaten. But actually, this Scylla Black thing, where she thanks everyone who's been on the show, is just, it's a beautiful thing and it's laced. It's, That's what reminded me of Sid Little features on it a couple of times. Our, uh, Bob Carroll G's, she goes, Bob Carroll G's, and, and our very own Bob Carroll G's. And then you realise that Bob Carroll G's was actually a regular co-host on he was the call Surprise, Surprise. Surprise, Surprise, yeah. Yeah, without yeah. spit. But it's a machine gun of light entertainment names, isn't it's it? It's amazing. It just goes and, it, and, goes and it's all the sort of ones you'd expect, but then once in a while she'll say something you're not expecting, <clears> like <throat> ultimate chaos. Like, I don't know who ultimate chaos are, <laughs> but the way she chucks it in, in between saying, you know, like Eddie Large and fucking Bamba yeah. Gascoigne or something. It's about 1993, I think, isn't it? That's the vibe that I get from it, from some of the names, because some of them are mo- like more modern than you'd think, like ultimate chaos. But it's. Uh, but what is ultimate? Yeah, it's chaos? quite something. They were a group. Oh, okay. I remember I them from when I worked at Our Price. That's why I'm saying '93. Was it like a shitty boy band or something? It was. Yeah, mm. I'm gonna have a look at them now. It was K A O S, I think. Chaos. Yeah, ultimate chaos. Um, and uh, the K A O S were capitalised. Yeah, they were active, it says here on Wikipedia, active from 92 to 99. <laughs> First album was out in 95. Yeah, that was about right. Um, they were originally known as Chaos, um, and then they became Ultimate Chaos. Oh, I think Simon Cowell was involved in them. Ugh. Oh, yeah, they were formed by Cowell. And one of the members was nine years old. Um... Yeah, that's basically it. A couple of hits. One top ten hit. Hoochie Booty reached number 17. Hoochie Booty. Not, not much more to say, really. Yeah. They appear right, well, surprise, surprise, as you would expect. At least we've covered it off. At least we can tick that off on our ongoing list yeah. to cover everything, every subject. That's ever that, been done, ever. Yeah. That's, a, that's another one ticked yeah. off now. I don't think we need to go back to them. <laughs> um. So... Yeah, we're, we're, the nose has come up. Uh, Noel says that um, uh, we're climbing just southwest of Cardiff. That's quite impressive. If you're trying to visualise where we are, he says already Heathrow is a long way behind us. We're climbing towards that ceiling of 58,000 feet and what Concorde is all about, supersonic flight. 
I don't know what that means. No. Do you know what that means? No, no one knows. And also, whatever it is, you're not going to be able to capture it on camera. No, I mean, exactly. You're just in a plane, aren't you? You want to feel it, don't you? And that's why... Yeah. That's really... I really am sad. The more we do this, the more I'm sad that I never got to go on Concord and probably mm. never will. And and also, what does that tell you? It probably tells you, like, follow your dreams. Like, in lockdown, mm. Andy, I became really obsessed. One of the big impacts it had on me was I became obsessed with travel, right? I've done a bit of travel in my yeah, life. You've been restricted. But I'm, I'm, I'm not. There's a million places that I would like to go and have never been, right? And there's, and that, that's aside yeah. from the countless places that I would love to go back to. And I never, mm. when I was younger, I wasn't a big traveller. I never did that thing where, you know, you go off to Asia. I've never been to Asia, right? Or South America, right? Any, not, not exotic places. And... Um, but I really like big and small places as well, not just like, you know, far-flung corners of the world, but just like places in the UK and Ireland and stuff that I haven't been, or just bits of Europe yeah. that I haven't been to and I wanted to explore. I had the fucking bug, and I kept saying to my family, that's the biggest thing I miss. And when that is gone, that's what I will most fucking want to do straight away is travel. And it's only been... Mm. I mean, this time last year, I went to Seville to watch West Ham. And even then, there was a huge amount of paperwork. There was mandatory masks everywhere. You know, that was just a year ago. Travelling was still a big fucking headache, right? So we're still only really in our first fucking year being able to travel again. And have I fucking travelled much? Have I fuck? It's fucking expensive. And every time I look into it and think, maybe I'll go there or maybe I'll book this, I think, oh, fucking hell, yeah. that's going to cost me. We're a family of four. Yeah, you can't just go, can you? Well, no, exactly. Is it, is it, that's yeah. the thing. You can go if you're on your Jack Jones, but, you know, you can't just fuck off. You've got to take the family. And you take the family pretty much anywhere outside of the fucking M25 and you're looking at a minimum two grand, right? And that's even if you're just driving somewhere else in the UK, mate. I mean, you went to Brussels, but you had vouchers for that. I had vouchers. The vouchers are gone. Yeah. I have air miles. I have, I have some air miles, which would be enough to get me to go and see my sister in New York, but just me. Um, yeah. So I'm not sure I can get away with that. I think the situation is mm. you will never see your sister unless we can all go. But can't I yeah. go on my own? No. Yeah. No. No, that's, that's, I've always wanted to go to New York, but my daughter really wants to go as well. And I've said, well, I'll go myself first, just to, just to scout Recon- it out. Reconnaissance. Yes. Then we could go together another time. Well, mate, I've said this before. No. It's a long shot. But if we could fund a trip to New York, if there's enough Americans who are either New York or close enough to New York to come, right? Mm. If they could... If, if they could buy enough tickets to at least cover our cost of getting there that would be a good way of us to go to new york but it's a long right. shot i'm not okay. sure how many new york listeners we have i don't know i've not seen the stats i'll have a look um but if you're in, if you're in your new york and you're, we, we'd probably sell tickets for quite a lot of money right but we'd make it like a really special do when we got there They'd be really expensive tickets. Like, if there's only 10 of you, we're going to have to charge you, like, $300 each or something. Yeah. Yeah. We're not doing it for fun. No. Um, anyway, we're not going to go on Concord either, unfortunately. So, he says... Then we do get a speed uh, rating that we understand. He says, at this point, 
were 100 miles an hour faster than the more conventional commercial airliners, <laughs> the 747s and the DC-10s. Pleb airplanes. The fucking scum. The scum <laughs> of the air. Scum of the sky scum. And he says, this is good. There's a bit of turbulence, but the most amazing thing is the way she powers straight up. She powers. Thar she powers. <laughs> like a penis achieving full throbbing erection in a matter of seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Without having to call upon a certain magazine or video aid. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, John Hutchison is going to be talking us, taking us through the sound barrier. Uh, there's a close-up of some switches and some dials and readings and all that kind of thing. Then there's some more jargon. And it's kind of like, just fucking get on with it. Go through the sound barrier. That's what we want. <laughs> you know, this is the amazing bit. Go through the sound barrier. And they go through the sound barrier and nothing happens. Yeah, there's that's a the thing. You can't on a dial capture it. Yeah. It changes. I thought their hair would all fly back or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, you know, that their faces would be pulled back into themselves and their teeth would come out and it would be like, fuck! Yeah. Like on a roller coaster. No, nothing. And Noel says, back in the passenger cabin, not a drop of the perfectly mixed cocktails has been missed. Missed? What does he mean? <laughs> yeah. Then you miss a drop of cocktails. Yeah. And then we see the he cabin crew bloke going around with a tree of drinks. Yeah, spilled. Of course he does. And it's the first time we do see the cabin and the uh, the people who are travelling on Concord getting their, uh, I imagine, free drinks. Um, God, free drinks on a plane, imagine that. So, um, yeah, I'll, we'll leave it there, I think. There's a bit more to come through. Yeah, there's a little time. bit more for us to cover off next time. Yeah. Uh, we find out And a bit more uh, who knows, we might even have some animated null play for you. We might have some of that by then. I would suggest that we won't. No, probably not. I would suggest absolutely. We'll have forgotten about that idea the minute we... It probably uh, for the best recording. we do, because it's uh, it, although it seems fun, it's bound to lead to trouble. Oh, it, it's potentially nightmarish. Mm. Yeah. But, um, there you go. Thanks very much for listening, and goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>